Hello and welcome to the podcast devoted entirely to the show The Great British Bake Off. We had a jam-packed first episode with all 12 bakers tackling cake week. The signature bake this week was fruity cake, and if Paul Hollywood and Flo's flirty relationship blossom through the rest of the series, that's probably a topic that will come up quite often. I'm still on my quest to find out who's Prue, and Joe Brand's extra slice did come to the rescue, but I wasn't really expecting him to find out this. I think Prue, because she writes a lot of porn. I could feel half of England putting down their Horlicks and chucking in a Morecambe and Wise VHS just so they could complain about young people without hyperventilating. The first baker to go was Peter, a man who I predicted purely from a photograph to be the winner of the entire series, so I very nearly had to take the Wednesday off work out of embarrassment. This week, I'm joined by artist Susie Smith. Hello. Who, despite having a cold and a deep loathing for baking... I just don't like cake that much. ...tuned into the first episode last night. I did. You did. I have to warn you, though. Um, Uh-oh. I'm not, I'm not feeling very well at the moment. And so I watched the Great British Bake Off in sort of a fever dream-like haze, where it was just sort of beautifully twee and colourful, and I'm not entirely sure I understood what was going on. To be fair, that probably is how Noel Fielding sees the bake-off every time he does it. <laughs> I think from the first episode, I have to say I really enjoyed it. I think it's on a par with the BBC version. But I feel like they're, just, they're finding their feet. I'm not quite sure the presenters know exactly where to go with it just yet. Noel and Sandy probably, as soon as they got the, that job, just went down to the pub and had a massive booze up just to get to know each other. And now I reckon they're mates. Did you think that Sandy had to up her game wardrobe-wise? Just to match Noel's crow top. They've toned him down. He's not wearing a cape. He's not wearing a mask or a hat. Poncho, gone. No. <laughs> yeah. So I want to see, like, over the episodes, if he just ends up one day just turning up wearing one massive shoe. <laughs> but in terms of, like, them versus Mel and Sue, I like Mel and Sue a lot, but I always got the impression that, like, Sue was the one in charge. Yeah. And she'd always have to ask producers and stuff whether they'd let her mate come along. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, just, just my friend, my friend Mel really, really likes cake. Um, yeah, she wants to be on TV so much. She's never been in a tent before. <laughs> One of her lifelong dreams. I, I also feel like Noel Fielding is essentially just with his nan and Sandy's boy, her grandson, who's going through the weird teen goth stage. Yeah, yeah. Just out to work to show him what the real world's all about, and he can't just go around listening to My Chemical Romance in his headphones and crying. <laughs> this is what real work is, Noel. This is how it's going to go in life for you. So the show started off with doing their signature bake, which did my head in that they called it fruity cakes. I was thinking the same thing. Because it's a fruit cake, surely. I know. It's like they're doing waitros and stuff. You've got to add some words at the beginning to make it sound fancy. It's your old gastropub trick of making something sound better than it is. Everything's, you know, farm-fed, hand-reared balls. (laughs) (laughs) Not literally. No. But, yeah, um, but that would be a, a fruity cake. If you wrote hand-reared balls on the top of a sponge cake, <laughs> that is a fruity cake. There's two reasons why they did a fruity cake at the beginning. Yeah. And that is because they knew everyone would get it soggy and mess it up. Yeah. And so they can talk about things being wet. Oh, of course they did. Get the innuendos <laughs> in there straight away. Win yeah. around the public. Yep. So the technical challenge, they've been given like half a recipe. I mean, they've just like tipexed out yeah. the main bits of the recipe and gone... Do this, do what you will, and they have to try and make something. It's a little bit underwhelmed, and it is a bit pedantic again, but come on, the first technical challenge, mini rolls. You don't think, oh, I want to make a cake, what shall I make? A mini roll, because a mini roll is like a Mm. brand thing, isn't it? A Cadbury's mini roll. Yeah, but mini rolls only exist because mini rolls existed before Cadbury's. But the thing that annoyed me most is they said that mini rolls have to have a peppermint centre. That was nonsense. 
peppermint swirl. That's a toothpaste flavouring. <laughs> but that was probably why they did it, just to try and put people of their stride a little bit. If you give it a chocolatey centre, then it's just too yeah. easy. Did you agree that Peter would be the one to go out this week? Did you think he was the person that stood out? Yes, because of several small mistakes that it probably has no reflection on his skill as a baker but I think the pressure probably just got to him he put too much baking powder in his coconut cake yeah he put milk chocolate instead of white chocolate on his thingies yeah and I don't remember I don't remember his showstopper yeah I don't remember it yeah so that is not a showstopper then because we forgotten it I feel a bit of an idiot in general and today and this second sounded because I predicted Peter to be the winner of the entire series. Well, I think we can turn this on its head. And from now on, don't predict the winner. Just predict who's going to go out next. I do have a favourite, though. Okay, who is your favourite? I'm not saying she'll win, but yeah. she's the person I've warmed to the most, okay. and that's Yan. Yan is quite cool. Yan's cool. She was very supportive of everyone. Yeah. Um, she was quite like pragmatic. When she had to start again, she was like, right, let's just start again. It was fine. Let's go for it. One thing, though... Uh, she did put a cake in the oven, then wonder why it wasn't cooking properly because the oven wasn't on. <laughs> that was a rookie mistake. Yeah, maybe she's just trying to get the attention of the cameras. Oh, okay. I thought you just were like <laughs> first episode nerves, but no, I like it. Yeah, hungry for fame. Exactly. The third and final bake in the first episode was a showstopper, and this week they were doing cakes that weren't cakes. Make a cake that isn't a cake. You've blown yeah. my mind. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, some of them were fantastic. I was in awe. But some of them, you could buy better ones in the Asda or something. The handbag cake was terrible. I don't know what I was doing either, like off in my own world, looking at Twitter, drinking some tea, because <laughs> I didn't hear what she'd made. I just saw the photo of it come up and I went, is that a coffin? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she needed just to get some icing and write the word bag. <laughs> It would have made it better. I promise it's a bag. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get quite a lot of Noel Fielding quotes, but the gold from <laughs> Noel Fielding this week is he called that bag a nun's clutch. <laughs> and I went, ugh. Well, if that's innuendo, then that's not pleasant. She had a whole week or something to <laughs> yeah. prepare. That's just dawned on me. Someone was going out every night. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, I've got bake off tomorrow. What, what should I do? I don't know. Let's look around for something in this club. What is it? She's got a clutch bag. What does it What's look like? What's the nun doing in here? Yeah. What does it look like? I can't see. It's quite dark. Let's just make it black. It's fine. Uh, the other cake that I didn't like uh, was, although it was very creative, was the sort of pork pie, the scotch egg type cake. The gala pie. Is that what it was called? It's called a gala pie. Because... If I had a cake like that, I think it was cool that the egg worked and stuff. I'd just expect it to taste like pork. I was mainly <laughs> angry because they they cut it and then the egg... The egg? <laughs> oh, no, the egg. Yeah. What is an egg? Um, they cut it. <laughs> the egg's the rubbish bit of the egg at the beginning that doesn't quite That's look That's the noise yeah. he made when he got it out of the oven and went, Ah, it's terrible. Um, so they cut into it and the egg... The egg... <laughs> Didn't show up. In the first bit they cut, they were like, oh, never mind, the egg's know, not there. The Let's move face. right into the middle of the cake. <laughs> the relief on that man's face when he saw his cross-section of egg. My favourite uh, showstopper and one of my favourite moments of the week was Jan's showstopper. Yep. She called it banana ramen. <laughs> that was amazing. It looked wicked. It looked amazing. I don't remember what it tasted like, but I feel like Prue... On everything, she went, it's a bit dry. I, th I find her a little intimidating and I feel like 
Paul does as well. He's trying to appear sort of friendly and cool with it, but he could get one over on Mary. I feel like every once in a while he'd trip Mary up just to show who was boss. Not with Prue. Prue, Prue's got a sort of slight matronly vibe. Prue would shank you. (laughs) She was just very kind to everyone. So Flo, bless her, Paul's new friend, came up with their watermelon cake. I expected it to be a whole watermelon. Don't know why it stopped, just so it would balance on a flat surface. It doesn't roll off the table. Well, just... If you're making a watermelon, go all out. (laughs) Don't give me three quarters. Um, A three-quarter melon. Oh, yes. It was meant to taste the watermelon, and instead of Prue going, can't really taste the watermelon, Mm. sorry, she went, can't really taste the watermelon because of all the chocolate, and that's fine, everyone loves chocolate. It's like, no! No, that's not a constructive criticism. That's not how this show works. No. You're meant to be a bit mean because it's not always good. The dude's bread cake was awesome. Oh, that was great. It's because he just got the, the crust perfect. and he, Did he was, paint It was beautiful. That. I feel like he must have. It really looked like crust. I must admit I did think the same thing, but I, I have no way of telling because I can't bake for shit. But you can paint. <laughs> you could paint I good crust. Paint. I can paint good crust. <laughs> That's going on my CV. <laughs> I'll put it on your LinkedIn. Thank you. That's yeah, all right. I'll endorse you for good crust. <laughs> so if you were trying your hand at an illusion cake, what would you make? So I was thinking we should go along with like the controversy looming oh. around Bake Off. So I would either have made a showstopper cake that was like a gravestone. Okay. With BBC on it. Amazing. Um, some kind of ripped up TV licence form. Yep. But that would be maybe too thin for a cake. Or the severed head of Melon Sue. <laughs> It's a showstopper though, isn't it? It is. I mean, they'd probably <laughs> the have to reasons. cut and put that card up where there's that kid with the clown. Do you think... <laughs> do, was it Stacey? Yeah. Do you think Stacey made the severed heads of Mel and Sue and then they had to... They were like, Stacey, you, they look great, but you can't do you this. Can't Can you just whip something up really quickly? She's yeah. just like, shit, handbag. I've got, I've got nothing left. What do I do? I just have a slab of offcuts. Quick pot icing over it. What can it be? But I've only got black icing of Sue's hair. We promise we'll keep you in and we'll get rid of Peter as yeah, long exactly. as you change and your Peter's there going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just it's really like... I like baking powder. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, that's what I would have done. And that's, that's one right. of the many reasons I will not be on Bake Off in the near future. How did you feel about the fact that there were adverts? Did it ruin your watching enjoyment or viewing pleasure? That's the way people say it in the real so, world, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> my watching enjoyment wasn't really affected too much, actually. I didn't mind the adverts. There was no, we'll see you after the break. Like, there was none of that. Yeah. It wasn't weird. It wasn't in the way. It was kind of seamless. Do you know what they've got rid of to put the ads in? Is ah. that weird bit where Mel and or Sue would go to some bakery-type place across the country and, and tell you how something was made. Yeah. And I always felt like that was kind of the adverts anyway. That's the bit where you'd normally make a cup of tea. I forgot they did that. Exactly. That's that how you know it's weird. not very good. Was that like the BBC trying to fulfil their, like, educate section? Possibly. I just might as well have had ads and made some money off <laughs> exactly. it. Rather than going to talk to Julie and Devon about her scones or 19th century biscuit factories There was an exciting one about pork pies once. I'm really fixated with pork. Susie, thank you for coming on to In The Mix. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to coming weeks when I know people's names and I care about them as people. Exactly. I hope they sort of step up the game a little bit and make things a bit better than black icing. Yep. Fingers crossed. I wait with bated breath. Do you want to introduce me now? 
if you've enjoyed this episode then do stick around because we're going to be uploading a new podcast every Wednesday let me know what you thought of Cake Week you can find us by typing in the mix on Facebook or you could follow me on Twitter at Greer Storm and it'd be good to hear from you 